everybody and welcome to the Nightfly, October 22nd edition 2019. I am Dave Jessica, your host for the greatest podcast in the land. How's everybody doing on this beautiful fall month of Rocktober? It is a beautiful day here in New York City as I record this on Friday before the 22nd, whatever day it is. You know, I don't know the dates anymore because I don't work, so I don't really care. But it is a gorgeous day looking outside over the East River and the Queensboro Bridge and Roosevelt Island. And uh, out through this, uh, you can't not be in a good mood on a day like today. It's a perfect fall day. I just hope everybody else is having a delightful fall season, you know, because it really does end so quickly. I mean, pretty much before you know it, it'll be November 1st and the turbocharge will be out and everybody's be having a good time. <laughs> How are you? Oh, yeah, no, it's not good. Let me tell you what's happening. How are you, everybody? And welcome to the show. Um, 
Yeah, I. Uh, this is the hilarious thing about Turbocharge again. Uh, you know, the movie that Memo and I made about the Cars, the band from the 80s, as I have to tell people sometimes who, you know, don't listen to the podcast or just suck. Uh, <laughs> Memo just called me yesterday. You know, we're trying to, we're, we're putting it out and everything's technically going according to plan. But we just found out yesterday, and I don't even know whether this is true, but somebody told us this and, you know, it, it, it probably is true. Um, apparently, with Amazon Prime, you have to put closed captioning in your movie. They will not accept it without closed captioning. So we have to pay to get it closed captioned. They're like, well, it'll be, you know, less costly if you have a, you know, uh, a transcript. And I'm like, yeah, we don't have that. So it costs like $9 a minute. So it's like an extra grand to do this closed captioning. And what's killing me the most is that we're doing closed captioning, which is for deaf people. Fine. I get it. But what deaf person is going to watch a movie about a band? You know, a band of music they've never heard of before. You, you, you know what I mean? Is that cruel? Maybe. But And I don't want to be insensitive to deaf, pe deaf people, but now it's costing me money, and so now I am. I just can't imagine being deaf and being like, oh, it did look good. I mean, I know that was a horrible thing to do. <laughs> I just can't imagine Marley Mat Maitland sitting in her couch and going, oh, good, what's moody about the car? I mean, okay, this is horrible. This is starting off so <laughs> mean. But she does talk that way. Bingo. That's from Seinfeld. Bingo. We were doing that the entire time I was at the U.S. Open. I'm going to have to keep fixing my chair all day. I'm in my old-fashioned chair, which is awesome again, but it keeps going down because I, I think I'm gaining weight. Um, so I may have to keep fixing it all the time to you know so I can be comfortable. You want to be comfortable? We're here for uh, another hour, right? So uh, anyway, that's the story. Uh, you know, everything is technically still on schedule. Uh, it's just, I mean, really? Are you kidding? Because then what else, you know? Then we have to uh, do a version from people that aren't from the U.S., uh, you know, and then um, you have to do a version for people who, uh, you know, uh, have a, a last name starting from L to Z. We have to do all these specialized versions. Are you kidding? Come on. But, you know, I guess it's all. Oh. Is this chair going to be an issue? I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. I mean, this is just stuff you don't need to know about. But it really is a nice day outside. I'm very happy about that, looking out into a beautiful day we already talked about that already i'm sorry about that i'm just um they uh just uh read they clean my windows the people in my building so it's much nicer now because it was so dirty and filthy and i have it done every fall because i can't seem to open the windows myself they apparently they open a certain way this is all boring let's get down to business let's talk about donald trump for a second just for a second um i'd like to talk about the election because uh, as you know on this podcast I've never been a uh, Trump hater. Um, I didn't vote for him, but I was rooting for him because I just wanted to see everybody else look stupid. And I thought it was hilarious. Uh, and I thought most of the stuff he was doing was just okay, you know, and I, I didn't really have any problems with him. And uh, in fact, I mean, the other day, this is when uh, Saturday's paper, I mean, Saturday. This guy, some 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 of the things he do, does are so smart. I mean, whether you like him or not, you got to respect some of the things he did to just, uh, you know, not do anything he doesn't want to do. I mean, this is exactly what I what I would do if I was president, but I probably shouldn't be president. I mean, just fake news alone is absolutely brilliant. I mean, no matter what you think about him, I mean, you know. It's brilliant just saying everything that the press says is false. I mean, that's just smart. And and it's smart and stupid at the same time, and it's absolutely brilliant. And this other brilliant thing he's done now, he has uh, press conferences. He holds press conferences while his chopper, his helicopter, is, uh, is uh, you know, whirling. So it drowns out the reporters. I mean, that's 
brilliant stuff that I don't know if anybody's ever thought of before. That's very smart stuff, and that makes him hilarious. But at this point, I'm uh, sorry to say, uh, he needs to be replaced. And um, I, you know, it'll always be hilarious to me, and I think he's done a lot of good stuff. I, you know, I mean, there's, uh, I think he's done a lot of good stuff. People always concentrate on, people are always concentrating on the election stuff you know what the election stuff that seems to be where people are having the problem the election stuff the campaign they're they're not concentrating on stuff he's been doing in the office which is kind of interesting it's possible years from now we could find out he made these great deals who knows but um at this point because there's just so much nonsense going on he needs to be replaced because uh this four-year experiment of bringing in an outsider was brilliant and it works but uh eight years i don't think it's going to work out so uh, but we got to find you know i mean people have somebody's got to find somebody to somebody competent to beat him and, and and fix it all up and i don't care who the hell it is but I mean, it's got to be somebody good i don't like any of the candidates now i don't think i'd vote for them at all i'm just saying i think i think it's time and and it was fun and it was interesting uh but now i think um I think we got to move on, you know. I just think for the for the country's sake, for for the rest of our perception around the world, that you know we need to just, you know, it was it was a good experiment. It was it was fun, but you know, eight years is. Uh, I feel it'll be problematic. Um, so there it is. I don't usually. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I know that it's exciting when this stuff happens and. Um, I just found out that I can vote early. I guess maybe it's new in New York. I don't have to wait till election day. I can go like Saturday morning, this like coming Saturday and and or maybe next Saturday and, and vote, which will be so much better, especially since, you know, um, Donald and I vote at the same polls. So he always stops the line, which, you again, you would think he would want people to, you know, see him vote voting with the people. But he doesn't care. He doesn't care the way everything used to work. You know, which again made him pretty cool. I just got to fix the chair. I'm sorry. Um, and there was a lot of interesting stuff that he did because, uh, you know, it was out of the norm, which is what we wanted. But now it's just getting out of control, I guess. I mean, if you really, if you, I like Nancy Pelosi, and if you're, you know, just calling her names, it's just, I don't know. You got to listen to somebody at some point, right? I mean, this is what I would do if I was president at some point because, you know, he's pretty much doing the same thing I would do, um, you know, just yelling and calling people names. No, you're stupid. No, you are. No, you are. You are. Shut up. I would totally do that. Um, But then at some point, you know, I think my mother would call and just say, you have to listen to somebody. I'd be like, yeah, I guess you're right. So I'd I'd try and get somebody that would be like, what do you think I should do? He doesn't care. You know, you got to respect that, too, though. But anyway, stop all the impeachment stuff. Let's go over it again. Stop the impeachment and just uh, find somebody to beat him if that's what you want to do. And the people you have right now aren't the ones that are going to do it. It's going to be somebody who's going to come out of the woodwork in a couple of months. Somebody we never thought was possible. And then uh, and that'll make it real interesting. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's my take today. That I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Again, I'm not a hater. But, um, you know, at this point, I just feel, for the country's sake, uh, you know, let's try something else. We tried that. Maybe we'll try it again in the future. Yeah. It's making everybody angry. It's making people uncomfortable in both parties. So maybe it's just time to move on. All right. I don't don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, also, um, you know, about two weeks ago, I guess we did the TV stuff, which was so boring. I was listening back. I'm like, this sucks. Why do we even do this anymore? But uh, remember what I said? Sunnyside would be canceled. Sunnyside is canceled. It's not canceled. They're just putting it on their, um, like, digital platform. So it's, like, already off the air. That's the one with the kid from Harold and Kumar. As I predicted, I mean, they only gave it one week and the ratings were so bad. They say it's going to be replaced by Will and Grace, which ratings are bad. I thought those ratings were good. I've watched every episode. 
kind of fun. Uh, I had so much stuff to talk about today, and now I feel like I got off track. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, okay, so, well, several things. First of all, right, let's get back on track here. I don't know what we're doing for the first 15 minutes or so. I'm I'm confused, and I don't know why. I completely had an agenda today. Um, first, I want to talk about November 19th at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, just some, uh, I finally added some people. Actually, I got four people now. I probably just need one more, maybe, unless I do some sketches, <laughs> which everybody loves. So now the lineup is, get ready, um, Vic Henley. I don't know if you know Vic Henley, but he talks like this. I said to Jessica, I said, I want to do that show. And if he's going to let me do it, then I'm going to come there. I'm going to be on time, and I'm going to do whatever he wants. But I, I swear to God, he talks exactly like that. He's hilarious. He's funny. He's got great energy. Uh, he's going to be a terrific addition to the Dave Juskow shows at the Comedy Cellar. And then we have Dave Landau, who is from Compound Media, who is the co-host with Anthony Cumia on the Anthony Cumia show. Um, and I really like him. Now, he called me and he said, Dave, can I do your show? I don't get to perform at the cellar. It's funny because I had been thinking of him for a while because, you know, I went to go see him do a full set, which I don't usually do. And I really thought he was great. But then I did think, like he thought, I guess... Uh, we're not sure if the Kumia public is good at the comedy cellar. And I said, well, I don't know about that, but you're a good guy. And um, I think your standup is really good. So let's do it. So he's going to be on the show. And this is his first time performing at the cellar, which is funny because I think he performs all over. But I guess a lot of road comics don't perform in the city. So um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think he's really good. I think he's interesting. Uh, Rachel Feinstein will be in town, so I will have her perform as well. And uh, just added last evening, Colin Quinn uh, will be joining us on the show November 19th live. Colin Quinn from Remote Control and nothing else. Uh, of course, that's how I will bring him up. Uh, you might remember this guy from 1989's Remote Control. Here's Colin Quinn. <laughs> but uh, Colin obviously is a good man. So that is... Uh, a very strong lineup so far. I'm very pleased. Um, you know, that's it. I'm just, I'm thrilled. November 19th at the Comedy Cellar. Also, I just found out. Uh, now, this is the funniest thing. Okay, so, all right, let's start from the beginning. Um, I know I keep saying that, but I, because I wanted to talk about the CB stuff that I put online the other day, but I'll get, get to that in a second. Um, so, last Friday, uh, the girl I was talking about last week, Natalie Cuomo, who I've been you know hanging out with a lot, um, she does a show, which I told you about last week, um, with this other guy in his apartment, this guy's apartment, this guy Ray Goots. It's his apartment, it's his house that he grew up in, in Astoria, Queens, which was about a block away from where I used to live in 1987. In Astoria and why I hate a story. You know, I hated that time. I was depressed and angry and just hated that I lived there and nothing was going to work out and ugh, whatever, which I talked to you about the other day when I went to Astoria for Memo's Day. I can't believe I keep going back there. Anyway, too funny a situation to be performing at somebody's house that they grew up in. You know, with a little room. It's a Halloween show. I was very excited. And Natalie's like, you should do every week. Every Friday, it's every Friday, but, and I'm like, th that sounds like a blast to me. It absolutely sounds like a blast. Um, so that Friday, it starts at 10 o'clock. So I was already worried. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's pretty late, you know, <laughs> but um, I didn't care. So I ended up meeting Audrey for a drink in Long Island City, which is the next town over by Astoria. And I met her around seven o'clock. 7.30, and I was just so angry when I met her, and it had nothing to do with poor Audrey. I felt horrible because Long Island City, again, I was working there during this time, and it was such a dump and so gross and so depressing, and now it's built up, and it's nice, and they have all these bars and wine bars and stuff, and I was just getting pissed, 
And um, you know, and and I don't know why, because you know, who cares? Thank God they built it up. But it's just making me angry. I'm like, you know, where was this stuff when I was living here just as a poor jerk off and they had no places to go and nobody was living out there. That could have been such a much fun time. There's, you know, you could do shows out there. It was never like that. It was so gross. No one lived out there but me. Attell lived in Brooklyn. I fucking hated it there. I mean, just absolutely hated it. So it just brings back memories. And then I'm just angry that it's built up again. I'm doing the same bit I was doing two weeks ago. I said the memo. So it's, I, I know I got to get out of it, but it's driving me crazy. I don't know why. So anyway, we had a good time. I had a couple of drinks. And then I had to Uber to the uh, to this haunted house. house. <laughs> and uh, I was in a great mood because I was drinking a little bit. And I came in and, you know, I got greeted really. I came out of this big, like, limo, like, you know, like a like a like the president would be in a truck at this I got the right the VIP Uber. So it looked like I was a big shot going in. And they were waiting outside. They're like, Juskow's here. Oh, this guy. <laughs> you know. So I felt great. And I walked in and uh as soon as they saw Natalie, she goes, Oh my God, there's a guy here that's so obnoxious. I hate him. I hate him. She's like whispering to me. And um uh, I go upstairs and I see this guy, and I'm like, hey, I know you. And he's wearing this top hat, and Kenny looks like an idiot. And I go, I seen you on the street on 44th. It turns out that's the guy that was annoying the shit out of Natalie, and he really was an idiot. But um, it was just funny that I recognized him. I'm like, wait, I recognize you from the street. What the hell are you doing in this house? It turned out that he went to high school with uh, the guy whose house it was. So... We're doing the show, and you get free White Claws, and they had free, you know, Budweiser cans, my favorite. So I did it, and I went on, and I had a great time. I was just really in a great mood, and, you know, who cares? I think that's a that's a show I can get drunk for, but not in a way, like, you know, because Natalie was angry that she was doing the show, but she was angry, because, but then she had a good reason for being angry because she put all this time and effort. She, like, cleaned that house where this guy's aunt lived, and she was like moving furniture and there were like cute old Q-tips on the floor and shit. And I think that's why she was angry. She's like, you know, why is this guy here or what? You know, I should have some control over the show since I put all this work to it. So I get that. But um, but so it was funny because, you know, years ago I would have gotten drunk and been protesting. I'm like, I can't believe I'm playing this stupid room. But uh, now I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm just so glad to be playing anywhere. I don't have those kind of feelings anymore. It's kind of funny. You would think it would be the exact opposite, that being older and having done the stuff I have done in my life, I'd be miserable that I was playing this you know, place. But I, I was thrilled, and I just think it's hilarious to play a place like that and that somebody did something like that. Meanwhile, the next person that went on stage that guy who was so annoying went to the bathroom and he knocked over all this porcelain glass and silverware. So the sound sounded worse than it was. And it was classic. It was like a radio show from the forties where they'd open the closet and everything would fall out. And that guy was so drunk and he's like, what an asshole. And he, but it was that guy's high school friend. So that's his problem. Uh, and it was hilarious. Um, so I was just laughing so hard, even though everybody was pissed off, I guess. I don't know. I was just like, this is this is great. You know, this, hey, wherever you are is the place to be, right? This is great. So then uh, I was just hanging out. So then I went downstairs because I wanted to use the bathroom. And I ran into this guy who's just sitting there in this guy's apartment watching the Golden Girls. And he used to work at Caroline's. And he goes, Dave, just go. And it's one of those things where... I'm so bad with names of it. I have no idea who it is because I'm seeing him out of context. I have no idea. He's wearing a hat and glasses. So I don't recognize him. And then as we're talking, we go into the kitchen and we're just talking. So it was fun being in somebody's kitchen in their house and just talking because then I felt like I was in like Jersey or something, drinking a beer, you know, and the, while the show's going on upstairs. And then, um, and then I find out he was working at Caroline's and he had quit, and uh, which I was upset about because I liked the guy. Um, but it was like fun. And then, you know, we went outside and we smoked like because they also have a backyard. It's like, you know, the place is like a dump, but it's where he grew up. But I was having a good time and it's all, you know, like, you know, not, you know, famous comics or anything. But I was just having a good time just talking to like, 
you know, these guys. I don't know. So then I went back upstairs and the show finished. And then uh, this guy, Ryan, who I'm, who puts me on all the other shows, he, after this guy, Ray, put all the stuff back in that closet that that guy fell, he walked over and then did the exact same thing and everything fell over because he was drunk. And he didn't even remember the next day that he did that. And I was laughing so hard because I was so happy that I was there to see it happen again. I feel a little bad for the guy who lives there, but that's what you get when you do a show in your house. <laughs> um, you know, what are you expecting is going to happen if you're serving free alcohol in your apartment? And so then I went back downstairs and um, Natalie had left and everybody left that I just was hanging out with these guys. And he's a comic book guy. This guy Ray owns, but in fact, I saw his bedroom and it's where he grew up. I mean, that's where he lives. You know, it's posters on the wall. I mean, it's a 15-year-old boy's apartment. But I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> it's just a, a twin bed uh, and stuff. But I was able to talk comic books with them a little bit, you know, in Star Wars and stuff. And I like that sometimes where you can talk about stuff like that because, you know, Rachel gets mad at me when I talk about stuff like that. But I love talking about stuff like that sometimes. So I was just drinking. And there's like me, me, Chris, this guy Ray, and this guy Alan Fuchs, who I always have a feud with, but it's a fun feud. And uh, we're just talking. I'm like, hey, can I hang? Do you mind if I hang out a little bit? I just wanted to drink and have a good time. We're watching Frasier on TV. It was perfect. And then, um, you know, I said, oh, my God. And then I saw the subway was coming, right? So I knew I got to take the subway home, which is so easy. I'm just getting angry because I remember it's the old subway I used to hate, you know, in 1987. But, oh, my God, they have an app now, an app. That would have been a lifesaver back then that tells you what time the subways are coming. And I said, oh, there's one in 20 minutes. Do you mind if I just hang out for 10 minutes? And he's like, yeah, no problem at all. And I mean, the fact that I know that in 10 minutes I can get on the subway and it's going to be there on time. It's a real-time subway app. I mean, what a game changer. I used to sit in that subway station for, it seemed like, you know, a half hour 40 minutes you never knew when it was coming you're just waiting and waiting and it's scary and the people are coming in it was oh my god it was so horrible so knowing what time it comes what a game changer for everybody it's really great so so he you know took pointed me in the direction of the subway and i was by this place this subway station called steinway street on the r train that i used to take so many years ago and I was just getting angry. I was on Steinway Street. I'm like, God, I remember this fucking street. I hated this street. I used to come up here at 4 in the morning, and everything was closed, and it was horrible. And then I saw this Ferrari driving school, and that was my landlord in my first apartment. I didn't hate him or anything, but I just hated that stupid. I had to stop in there and drop off my checks every month. And I'm like, this place? This place lasted? The Ferrari driving school? Out of all the places, I wanted to throw a brick through the window, not because I'm mad at that guy or anything. just... I hate that neighborhood. I just want to blow it up. I hate that it still exists. In my mind, it is the worst time ever. I hate that stupid neighborhood. It's so dumb and stupid and, oh, I, I just hate it. I was so angry after having such a good night. I was just, I was obviously drunk and I was just talking to myself like a lunatic. I mean, I should have been arrested. I was like, I'm going to blow this place up. I was like one of those people. Oh, I was just, it was flooding back with just horrible memories of how life will always be horrible and this is a bad time and this I don't want to live here I want to move back with my parents this sucks I mean that's how bad it was but of course I wouldn't move back because it's gross um in fact no you know I did so then I moved to another location in Queens which was better better by a little uh, and a different train line, which was better because it was outdoors and it was just better, much better. But I'll tell you, I did move back with my parents. I was in a transitionary period. And uh, I was like, I couldn't have been happier. I mean, I just wish my dad was dead then, but because I probably would have stayed there forever. I was so happy to move back home. God, I hated Queens so much. I hated it so much. And it's, and it's definitely changed. And I know we talked about this for the last two weeks. It's just funny that I keep going back there lately. So I'm trying to get over it. It's going to take a lot of time. I guess I didn't even realize. And apparently you must realize now because for two weeks I've just been talking about how much I hate it there. I guess I didn't even realize how much it scarred me. That stupid, stupid neighborhood. Meanwhile, that guy was probably living 
I mean, he was living there while I was living there, but, you know, he's 10 years younger, so he would have been 13. <laughs> so I guess we couldn't have hung out. Uh, meanwhile, he's probably like, uh, he's probably a retard anyway. You know, I, I see him at the zoo. That's where we met. Uh, no, um, he's an okay fella. But uh, the point being to all of this is that I really had a good time that night and I was very happy, uh, ironically, <laughs> after the huge, you know, once I got back, I'd forgotten about it. Uh, and so uh, two nights ago, I got a call from the woman, Gina, who books the West Side Comedy Club, which is the place I did the show last week and another place I'd like to play. And I send in my availabilities, but they haven't called back. And she said, do you want to emcee the Saturday night nine o'clock show here? And I wrote back, oh, I already have a show that night. Uh, but thanks. Like, that's my gut reaction. Now, the show I have to do is another one that Natalie put together at this gallery in Brooklyn. It's a shitty show. It pays nothing. It doesn't even have a bathroom. But I had such a good time the last time I was there because I like hanging out with all these, you know, comics, <clears throat> these younger ones and whoever. I just, I like the social aspect of everything. So here I am saying, I, I don't want to get paid. I'd rather do this show. You know, like, you know, I was so happy that she put me on the show. And then I'm like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? Am I taking this seriously or am I not? And I, I... I think I called my sister and I'm like, I'm doing, I got to take that show, right? <laughs> like, so I immediately texted back and say, oh, sorry, you know what? Um, I, I can do it. I'll, I'll get out of the other thing. I'm, I, I couldn't tell her what I was, I mean, I, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, what am I, but it, it was so much fun doing the, the stupid apartment. I could see myself blowing off a paid gig for the stupid apartment show. And I don't know whether that means a, a fear of success or whether I just, again, it, I guess there's a, there's a lot of pressure uh, emceeing uh, uh, a show. And, and even though I'm getting paid, probably like, you know, a hundred bucks or something, which is awesome because I don't get paid for any of these shows. It usually costs me money. It costs me a whole bunch of money in Ubers going there. Uh, fortunately, I didn't have to pay for drinks, but I tipped a little bit and then, then coming back. I mean, you know, so getting paid will be a new experience. Uh, but it's funny that I was like going to be like, no, no, I already got something. Can we do it another time? And I'm like, that's like the, such the wrong thing to say. But, but it just doesn't happen that often. So I, you know, I, I got to take the work. If um, if we're going to do this, which I still am like, am I still doing this? Am I definitely, I mean, I need to practice and come up with new material and stuff. But I have been coming up with a couple of new things. So... Again, once I keep going on more, it'll all work itself out. But so actually that night now, because uh, Natalie had been in uh, Paris, uh, I know, and uh, we've been texting and she goes, well, can't you do both? I guess her show starts at seven and then I'll go into the city. Now, I haven't done anything like that in years. Apparently everybody does that. They'll do one show. They'll go on first and then I go to another show. I hate when people do that because I like to hang out. I'm like, what do you mean you go to another show? What about hanging out? Now I'm like a tell. But, um, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that. I mean, then I'll be like a real comic. I get two shows in one night. And one of them pays. Exciting. So that's good. I'm going to do the Halloween show again in the apartment on Friday. Then I got two shows on Saturday, show on Sunday, and a show on Monday. Look at me. How are you? I was at the uh, Comedy Cellar last night. With Sarah Silverman, uh, you might know her from uh, Wreck-It Ralph or Wreck-It Ralph 2. I don't know if she's done anything else, but um, we finally hung out, and she's been in town for like a month. We haven't seen each other, so we made a date to hang out at the cellar, and I was at the comics table for like four hours. She got there like at 8. I was there like 6.30 till 10.30. I tell you, it's so hard to leave there. I had the wings again. Oh, my God, they were good. Um, and we were having a really good time. And, you know, just um, people were coming up to Sarah at the table and they had to be asked to leave. So that's how serious it is there. You know, fans. I just want to say I think you're great. They're like, all right, take your seat somewhere else. 
Um, anyway, so um, after last week's rant, which I was listening back and I'm like, why did I say this? I shouldn't have told anybody this. I guess I, it was just, it, it just happened. So I was pretty angry to tell and stuff. You know, I probably just shouldn't have said anything, but it was something big. Uh, so he'd been calling all week. He's been calling all week. Like you can see, he's, he feels really bad. And he's been calling and he's been asking me questions. How are you doing? You know, and I'm like, and he never does that, you know. So I'm like, I know he feels really bad. So yesterday I was with Sarah sitting at the table and he comes into the cellar at 10 o'clock, which he never does. He always comes in at 1230 at night. So I thought I'd be long gone by the time he got there. And he saw me and Sarah together. And well, now it's on again. Sarah's even like, did I just ruin it for you? Even you guys just made up. And I'm like, yes, you did. Thank you. He cannot. Like I said, I never try and lie to him when I'm hanging out with Sarah, but if he sees us together, it's just it. That's his Astoria for him. It's not just me. It's Sarah. But then when he sees us together, I'm a horrible friend for taking her side. This is 30 years going on. 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So uh, maybe 29, whatever it is. Uh, So now... Who knows if I'm now it'll probably be a month long ban and then we'll have to uh, get back together again. So God damn it. Uh, that's why I, I hate hanging out with her at the cellar for that reason. But what am I supposed to do? What is she supposed to do? 29 years been going on. He just walks away and he's never supposed to be at the cellar at that time. And everything was going so perfect. <laughs> All right. Now, um, let me fix my chair one more time. It was working pretty good ah, this whole time. Um, so I don't know for those of you who uh, were following me on Instagram or do follow me on Instagram, rather, I you might have noticed that I posted uh, one of the greatest uh, videos ever posted by um, by an individual. I mean, obviously, I'm obsessed with this movie. I don't know why. It's just on a lot lately on cable. Cable. Um, and uh, so uh, so three days ago, I ordered a CB microphone on Amazon. I was like, I was watching the movie. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get, I don't want a CB radio. I just want the microphone that you hold in your hand. And I'm like, I'm just going to get one and have it in my car and play with it. That was my plan. It was so stupid. It cost me $7, and I and I got it. I was so excited. I went to my mother's house on Tuesday, and I put the radio, the cord in the ashtray and, like, closed it so it would stick, and then was just playing, <laughs> playing with the microphone while I was going down the turnpike, talking to no one, and just being like, hey, breaker, breaker, good buddy, what's up? <laughs> So when people were driving by, they would just see me talk. They're like, oh, that guy has a CB radio. <laughs> what the f- like? Like anybody would care or look in the car. But truly, when people were driving by, I was pretending to talk. I might have even just been mouthing words and not even talking. And I was only doing it for my own amusement. There was no one else in the car. Although I can't wait for someone else to be in the car so I can pull it out. And just start talking on it like, breaker, breaker, got, I mean, I don't know any of the terms. We got a smoky on our back. That's about it, right? So I know the terms like smoky and, you know, and I from the movie and go-go juice. And that's all I retained from Smokey and the Bandit, right? So I say, so I'm filming myself doing it. And I'm like, well, this will be funny to put on Instagram or something. But I'm filming myself while I'm driving because it's uh, I have my phone on a, a steady thing, so it's easy enough. Um, but then when I looked at it back, I didn't like the way I looked from the right side. I kind of have this like brown spot that I've always asked this dermatologist to get rid of like on my eye, and it disturbs the shit out of me where I'm actually thinking of going to see Ashley in Houston and getting it taken care of. I mean, you know me, I'm, uh, I'm all about, you know, you know, plastic surgery and shit. So I hated the way it looked. So I went to my mom's and then when I went back, I said, 
I'm going to stop at the New Jersey Turnpike rest stop on the way home, and I'm going to I'm going to record what I want to say from a different angle. I'm going to try and put the phone in a different area so I catch a different side of my face that'll make me feel better. I mean, you got to if you want to put something out, you you know you want to look like it's okay, you know, whatever. This is so stupid, right? But I was really excited about doing this because it's so stupid. So I actually wrote out i wait i got a piece of paper and a pen like like in juno i just found a piece of paper in my car and a pen like a like an auto slip you know i'm still in if you are if anybody knows that line um and i and i wrote out what i was gonna say like i looked up a bunch of cb terms and i was like well i don't know where to choose from there was only like 40 terms to choose from and I wrote out what I was going to say because I'm like, well, let me get it right. So I, so I put all this work into this, the first like Instagram post I've ever put on like in a video. And it's so funny because, you know, so I had the thing, what I was going to say, and I, I did it like multiple times and I was finally happy with one. And, but the whole process probably took me like 13 hours to put together, which which is the funniest thing because... You know, there's that 16-year-old girl named JoJo who basically turns on her camera, says, I'm babysitting today, y'all. Wait, where's Whitney? And she opens a closet. Here I am. And that gets 2 trillion views. And she now tours stadiums. And that's just putting her camera on and, and shooting. And no work goes into it. So I'm like, why am I wasting my time? Why am I wasting my time? I'm an old man. I gotta, I'm like, you know, you want to put out a quality product. So I didn't even know how to work Instagram in the sense of putting the music in or effects or fixing the to make it darker or lighter. So I had to upload it to my computer. Anybody my age understands this, but anybody who's 23 listening, like, what? Uh, because also I have an Android phone, so it doesn't work. The Instagram doesn't work as well as the iPhone, so there is that. So I was, um, I'm sorry, that stupid crane is in my house and they're, lift it's so high i can't even see the end of it anymore and they're lifting this huge huge thing up in the ground it just looked like it was swaying into the other building and it was very distracting anyway uh <clears throat> so i <clears throat> i um i you know have the android so i don't know how to do it so i put so i uploaded it in my computer put in the music and like the special effects with the cb because you know people think i have a cb in my car now but it's it's just the microphone so i put in the <clears throat> You know, like that special effect. And then um, and then I downloaded it back to my phone and put it up like the next morning at 11 a.m. <clears throat> Sorry, making it prime time, you know, Instagram feed stuff. I was taking some coffee. Um, and it was, it, and, and it, it was, it's got the most views I've ever had. It's not that many, but the best was, you know, I put something about, you know, I bet all the kids in junior high are jealous. But then I heard back from all the kids from junior high. So it was awesome. And it's always nice to hear from people from the old days, you know. So uh, so it was effective and it was really fun. And when I watch it, it's one of those things like that one picture I put up where I'm at the beach and these, and the, I'm sitting in front of the car where it says, don't, you know, don't sit here. Um, it makes me laugh every time I hear it. And I just wrote it up and I said, now I got to stop and I got to get... Um, I got to get some motion lotion and some go-go juice. Now, I thought when Jerry Reed says go-go juice, I assumed he meant gas, but I looked it up, and gasoline is motion lotion, and coffee is go-go juice. So that was interesting, but um, I'm really happy with the way I said go-go juice. I really think I did an, ex an excellent imitation of Jerry Reed, a very anti-Semitic Southern drawl on uh, the word go-go juice. I got to pick up some motion lotion and some go-go juice, the way he says it. You know, I think I got it just right. So I was very happy with myself. <laughs> and it's funny, I sent it to young Natalie in Paris, and I'm like, do you think this is funny? Because, you know, I'm, how's a 24-year-old going to find any of that funny? And she really liked it. So then I knew, okay, this will be good then. Because at least, you know, that line, you have the end line where I go, is anybody there? Anybody at all from 1976? That end line is the one that I guess does it, uh, you know, where even if you're young, you can get it. So putting out a video for me is very difficult. I'm very 
you know, nervous about the way I look and stuff like that. But I was excited. I should just do more of that kind of stuff. But it's but it took thirteen hours. But who cares? What am I doing? I'm like, oh no, now I gotta because I had to download a video editing program which I don't have anymore. You know, I forget about all these things I had at my job that I was able to do, and I always program. But meanwhile, you know, that's why I gotta get my website up so I can put all this stuff in it, and um, you know, have do these wonderful things and have a good time. You know, because I'm having a good time. That's from the Warriors. Um, so I hope you like that. I don't know why I'm obsessed with smoking the bandit all of a sudden. There's something about it, something about that movie. I think it's because it was the first one, you know, it's like Cannonball Runners, but it's like the first one of those Burt Reynolds ones where he's in the car. So it just has the most where like nobody had ever done anything like that before. The CB radio, it's, it's a fascinating, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, a time capsule. Of a time that was oh so wait here's the thing so I was at the Jersey truck stop right and I go in to the to get some some iced tea before I go into Manhattan because I know it's going to be like you know an hour of traffic and they have the CB microphone that I purchased but for twenty dollars more than I got on Amazon I was like what they actually still sell that I thought it was like an eBay thing I was doing and then they have a CB like like a like a cord like so I can put it in my visor and pull it down and talk to it. And I'm like, should I get that? <laughs> like, should I go for it? Well, I don't know where it's going to put it into. Cause I can't, I don't have any place to put it in. I put it in the drink thing, but if I have a drink in there, I can't use it. But if I really want to go for it, I have it on the visor. So when there's a guest in the car, they don't know I have it. And I'm like, um, they're like, do you think we should call mom to see if we're going to be late? I'm like, yeah, I'll give her a call. Breaker, breaker, one nine. I just pull it off. I'm, I'm doing the revert. You can't see it. I'm doing the thing where I'm taking it off the vibe. Breaker, breaker, one nine. This is Kugelhead. Oh, that was the other thing. I had to come up for a handle for myself. So I was thinking about like Jew Boy one or whatever. And I'm like, nah, let's not do that. That's because we're doing such the Southern thing. Let's do it. So I made it very Jewy. So I call it. I don't know where I came up with it. Kugelhead, potato kugel. It just kugel. This is Kugelhead. I thought that was also. I was so happy when I came up with that. I'm like, yeah, Kugglehead, that'll be good. Because uh, you don't, I don't know. It's just, that's what makes it extra funny too because it's so, the whole CB radios are anti-Semitic. Uh, <laughs> anyone that talks about So I guess truckers still use them, apparently, I, I guess. My guess is how they use them is maybe, you know, like, you know, when you're on a cell phone, the one thing you can't do is talk to the person in front of you in a car uh, maybe uh, the CB radios are used for that. It's the only thing I can think of. I don't understand why a trucker would use a CB radio um, unless they're in places where they don't get service maybe because otherwise isn't a cell phone just a better deal because you can talk to somebody for like hours and a CB radio you have to keep pressing the button over. Come on in, good buddy, over. But I, I don't think you can talk on a CB radio without a Southern accent. It's just not right. Um, but maybe I'll make another one where I talk proper. Hello, this is Kogelhead. Is anyone out there? Hello? Over. Breaker, breaker. Uh, I've got a Smokey on my tail. It just doesn't sound right. i got to get some go-go juice and some motion lotion. I'm going to put some, some groceries in my face and my neck. That's what he says. That's what he says in Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, it's such a stupid movie, and yet it's the greatest movie ever. And that Trans Am, you know. And I never thought I'd be one of those guys, but let's face it. If I get the money, I'm getting a Trans Am. That will be my midlife crisis. A Trans Am. You, who wants a fucking Porsche? Fuck that shit. I'm getting an old-fashioned Burt Reynolds black Trans Am, man. That is the way. That's all I've ever wanted. I'm pretty sure that's anybody my age, any boy ever wants. I don't know why you would want anything else. I want a black Trans Am. I want a Smokey and the Bandit black Trans Am. Right now, I'm driving the uh, Jackie Gleason car, the Sheriff Buford T. Justice car, <laughs> pretty much. It's like a station wagon. It's horrible. So they uh, announced some of the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a bag of shit. They stink. 
Everything about them stinks. The time they waste putting people that should have been in many years ago is stupid. Their organization is stupid. And what needs to be done to make it right at this point is to just call themselves the Music Hall of Fame because they have clearly abandoned anything that has to do with rock and roll. Otherwise, you know, the Moody Blues and the Cars and all these people would have been in years ago. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame isn't the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore. Just call it the Music Hall of Fame. You might as well just call it the Music Hall of Fame because you're because listen to this list of fucking people. Now, first I'm going to tell you the people that deserve to be nominated or be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame off this list. Pat Benatar, the Doobie Brothers, Judas Priest, you can go Nine Inch Nails, Todd Rundgren and Soundgarden and Thin Lizzy and T-Rex, right? These are people, yes, all deserving of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But if you're telling me, are you ready for this? The Dave Matthews Band? But here's worse. Whitney Houston? How much rock and roll did she put out in her day? I loved Whitney Houston. I went to see her in concert. Nobody didn't like Whitney Houston. She was a living legend. Her voice was magical. And she wrote some, or whatever she did, she recorded some outstanding music, none of which is rock and roll. I don't think I have to tell anybody that. And when did Chaka Khan become rock and roll? Or the notorious B.I.G., which, of course, I'm fine with, but that's not rock and roll. So so here's, I'm assuming Whitney Houston will be a shoe-in for this thing because, you know, she's got a, a fascinating story and a collection, but that's not rock and roll. So just change the name and just call it the Music Hall of Fame because this is ridiculous. And Whitney Houston is not rock and roll, nor is that stupid Dave Matthews, who's such a bag of crap. I wouldn't be, let me get my fast forward button ready now. Um, you know, Motorhead is here and Nine Inch Nails, but they, they're not even rock and roll, you know? So just, you got to expand it. So don't call yourself the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because Whitney Houston is not rock and roll. This is just stupid. Rock and roll doesn't exist anymore anyway. So I don't know what you're doing. It's really annoying. I see Pat Benatar on the list. It makes me very happy because there's somebody. <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, you know, I hung out with Sarah last night, so you know what that means. Um, there's somebody who really was something else. You know, it's uh, funny now. I am very, very close with her old manager who used to manage her in the heyday. Uh, this guy, Rick Newman, who used to run Catch a Rising Star because, you know, she used to perform in between the comics at Catch a Rising Star. I mean, that's fascinating, you know. Uh, we're trying to do a documentary on Catch a Rising Star, and, you know, she would definitely be a part of it because she was the shit, you know. I mean, um, you know how much stuff she put out between 1979 and 1985? I mean, it's uh, it's quite unbelievable. I, I, you know, it just uh, she was so popular and, and then, you know, put it out, you know, at first, like rock and roll and stuff, but then, you know, grew up and did stuff that just, you know, was more suited for uh, more of a female artist. Uh, but, you know, went with the times and went, you know, as a horrible dancer, but had to do, had no choice, but had to do MTV stuff. But, you know, you know all of those riffs that she had, you know? I mean, it's... You know, sometimes you forget... Unless everybody hanging. But, um, yeah, I mean, and everybody, of course, knows this. I mean, Jesus, there wasn't one girl in high school that... 
wasn't auditioning for the plays with this song. I mean, this is a legendary song. I mean, this, and remember, she also started a a, a, a clothing and, and uh, what, what do you call it? Like, like, you know, with her haircut and everything, she started like that, you know, like a, a fashion statement, too. It's just, it, I'm fascinated going through her, like, I mean, you know all of these riffs. She deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm glad they included her. That's something they've done right, at least. If she gets, you know, nominated. Yeah, she she knew how to rock. And then later, you know, like she was, oh, you see, I like this one a lot. I always like this one. This is I, I like the album cover for this one. She's in the uh, like that straight jacket. So cute. Remember that? This is like 1982 or something. Then, um, you know, and then uh, what was it? this one was this was such a hit I remember, but it was you know, but it was different than what she used to do. And she got a whole new audience. I mean, I don't really care for it that much, but it was so popular. And then, of course, this one. These are the ones she did, like, later, you know, for during the MTV stuff. And, oh, no, this isn't. Oh, yeah. This is the better one. Yeah, that's the one we know. I, I, I don't like that song, but then, you know, but I'm... Uh, I love that she's going to be, you know, hopefully in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She was really cool, and she is cool. And it's funny, when she was on American Idol this year as a mentor, I was like, do these kids even know who she is? Because what she did, like, she had, um, like, she started, see, so she had quality stuff from 79 to 85. She always had, you know, some sort of hit on the radio, and the, and the first album had... The first album had, uh, what's the one I was talking about? Um, Heartbreaker. So, I mean, that just made her a legend already. But then, of course, you got to follow that shit up. And then her next album had Treat Me Right, You Better Run, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And that's unbelievable. And that was just the second album. The third album had uh promises in the dark fire and ice um you know as long as you have like at that time one hit you're good then the get nervous was 82 that had anxiety and then it's funny she kind of i think she got i think the story was in 84 she got pregnant so she put out like um you know a a, a like a joke album like she, she put it she didn't put out like a joke but she put out like an album like she just doesn't didn't care and she's like, well, we'll just put out an album to keep people, you know, kind of with it with, uh, you know, while I'm pregnant. So I got to take a break. And then she put out this song and it was like the biggest song she's ever done. Like, I think she was surprised. She's like, really? You guys like this song? But it just shows, uh, you know, what people were listening to back then you know crap it was the 80s that's a great time to grow up and then the last album that like you know had a song this is amazing because then she came back from being pregnant and she had that song like um that song invincible from that movie with uh supergirl helen slater and sex as a weapon and i mean they all did pretty good you know that invincible song was was really fun and it because it got because of that horrible movie but that's how popular she was the song was more popular than the movie that's very rare what did that happen to a uh, mannequin 2 remember the grace slick uh starship song 
never gonna stop us. Remember that? Because nobody watched Mannequin 2. But that song was like a smash, just like this one was from... You remember this one. Because it rocked. When all I had was an AM radio, I was always hoping this song would come on. I still don't know what the movie was about. I just saw Helen Slater with a stupid haircut. It's not very good, but it was a hit. Yeah, so she had it all. So she deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, let alone being a a solo rock and roll woman, you know, besides her and Stevie Nicks. I mean, who was who else is there? And you know, I mean, it's uh and Stevie Nicks didn't rock the way she did. I mean, it's um maybe Hart, I guess. But they were a duo, you know. It must be a hard being uh I mean, you know, I think she was on with her band and everything, but I mean, it must have been. I mean, if Rachel has trouble going out alone in this day and age, it's just a comic. I can't imagine what it would be like for, you know, a musician in the 80s like that. It must have been very difficult. But I'm all in. And of course, the Doobie Brothers should be in and uh, that should all, everything should be cool. I mean, uh, if as long as they do it right. But they got to change the name, right? When, you know, what is um the... The Whitney Houston song from The Bodyguard, is that, do you consider that up there with Kiss? I'm going to party all night. Uh, You know what I'm I'm talking about all over the place. You know, people always tell me like, you know, everything you say in your podcast is wrong. You have all your facts wrong. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I think sometimes I, um, I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I have things in my head that I remember. Uh, One last thing I was going to talk about today. There's a, did you know that on Liberty Island, which is where the Statue of Liberty is, there's like a house for the people that maintain, I guess, the statue. And there's a guy that's been living there. Like he's grown up on the island. He gives tours now, but like he has a house on Liberty Island. Can you imagine? He, he well, I'm trying to, it's like a, his maternal grandfather was the superintendent of charge of the New York City National Parks from the 40s to the 60s and was stationed on the island. He grew up on that island. I just can't imagine. Because he said, um, when the tourists left the island at the end of the day, it became his personal grand- grandfather, his personal playground. He and his grandfather would climb the stairs inside the statue with the older man stopping halfway up while Hallis entered the Lady Liberty's crown where the two would communicate through the intercom system. He once changed a thousand, white light, a thousand watt light bulb, bigger than a softball, smaller than a basketball, in the torch. <clears throat> Can you imagine? Wouldn't that be unbelievable growing up that way? That's like the kind of stuff you just see in the movies. That's like not normal. But that would be, boy, that would be, that would be something you'd remember for sure about your grandparents. Oh, yeah, we grew up on Liberty Island. Used to just walk around the Statue of Liberty all the time. What? Yeah, yeah, we just, we lived there. So, you know, we would just hang out on the ground. Can you imagine bringing a friend over to sleep over? That would be like, you just have the entire island to yourself. I wish that was my best friend growing up. Boy, that would be exciting, huh? Hey, is there anywhere for us to get high without your parents noticing? Yeah, we can go to the other side of the island. <clears throat> It'll be awesome. <laughs> Hello. Well, let's see. I think that's all I got today. Yeah. Short show. It's funny because I was like, oh, I got all this stuff I got to talk about today. I got all this stuff I got to talk about today. And um, I guess I don't. I mean, I did. I mean, I talked about everything already. I, just, I guess I made everything quickly because I was having some coffee or something. But um, I'm trying to think uh, what else is coming up. Nothing. It's um, So let's see. We got the um, Friday Haunted House show in Astoria. You know, if you're in town, you want to come to this guy's apartment. I think that makes it October 25th. October 26th, I'll be hosting the West Side Comedy Show at 9 p.m., at the West Side Comedy Club. Um, and I'll also be 
at this gallery in Brooklyn. It's called the Mugrat Show or something at 7 p.m. and then 9 o'clock going over to the West Side Comedy Club and then Sunday at the New York Comedy Club and Monday at the Comic Strip at 8 o'clock as normal. And I guess, uh, oh, no, no, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be this weekend, right, because this comes out on the 22nd. I'm going to go to the Giants tailgate this week. I mean, this will already have happened when it comes out, but I'm going to go to the Giants tailgate, the first one this season. Uh, I have a ticket to the game, but I think I just want to go to the tailgate and go home and then do a spot. I just really hate going to the game. It is absolutely no fun. I can't tell you why, but I still will always love the tailgate, and that's the way it is. Right, Sammy? Has Sammy been inducted in the Hall of Fame? Or let's just call it the Hall of Fame. Gotta stop calling it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It just doesn't exist anymore. It's over, Johnny. It's over. <clears throat> so that's the story for this week, I think. I feel like I'm missing something. Like I said, every time I turn off the uh, thing, I'm like, oh, I forgot to talk about that. But when there's plenty of time for us to talk and do stuff and... That's, I'm sorry that's all the turbocharged news I have today about that coming up, but it's very exciting. And once I get that all figured out, stupid closed caption. Are you kidding? Really? It's like, you know how embarrassing that is? That means everybody's going to read. Everybody's going to, or I mean, the deaf people are going to be like, this is, this dialogue is stupid. Who wrote this? It makes it worse. It's better when you're like, what did he say? I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. Ugh. Is this, that's the one thing they say, they're like, don't they want, it just seems like they would want so much more other than closed caption. But I don't know, we'll do it, we'll get it over with, and we'll get it out there. My God, what a pain in the ass. Why can't anybody just make one thing easy? I'm going to make a GoFundMe page for the closed captioning thing we have to do. I mean, how funny is that? It's really not that funny. Anyway. That's our show for today, so our next show will be, no, it'll still be Rocktober, just before Halloween, I don't know the exact date, maybe like the 30th or something, and uh, we'll bring you another one of these awesome podcasts by then, hopefully there'll be lots of magic happening after that, and, uh, and we'll just continue until we get to Christmas time and see what we're doing then. So well, that's the show for this week, and I hope everybody's having a great Rocktober. I'm telling you, it's going too fast. Let's keep it going. It's good times to be had. This is the Nightfly with me, Dave Jessica. I'll see you next time. Bye.